1: A podcast about conspiracies. I'm
2: Luke. I'm Salty. And I'm Cam. Suck it. I wondered if you were going to jump
3: in. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the go? Oh, can we start off by me making a bit of a comment about Savage Club? Or should we do that at the end? Oh, go on. I called them out as racist let's last ha- week. Let's
1: have some housekeeping at the top. You yeah, called out yeah. the
3: Savage Club. Yeah, Savage Club. The so-
1: racially named
3: club. Yeah.
1: As being racist.
3: Yeah. So- That's because they did blackface. <laughs> it turns out there wasn't as much blackface as I anticipated, but there was a little bit of blackface involved. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, so- Just like you're a little bit pregnant, they're, they're only a little bit racist. <laughs> yeah. So the Savage Club actually started in the UK, named yeah. after some fella whose last name was Savage. Right. Men's Club uh, extended around the world. Yeah. You got places like Canada, they have a Savage Club. Australia, Melbourne has a prestigious one, I believe, here. Yeah. And, and then the other metropolis of Westport- Yes. In, yeah. in New Zealand. <laughs> it seems the logo of the Māori warrior was adopted by the New Zealand. Yeah. Racistly adopted because <laughs> the name of the savage and the whole noble savage thing. Right. You want to apologise to the elite British savage club who would
1: have trucked no racism with behind their closed doors. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, well, no. I, I, there's, I looked up some of the things they did as the savage club and- because my dad was a member, so I remember some of the like the names they had, yeah. And they used a lot of proper Maori words for things. And I was talking to Mum about it, and I'm like, "How racist were they, Mum?" Yeah, I've on-
1: slagged off me dad on the
3: on the yeah. podcast, and she's like, "Look, that, to be honest, a lot of the Maori words that I learned as a kid and the first time I saw a haka was from the Savage Club." Yeah. Uh, so they were doing a lot of things correctly by the. I guess by the, historically, like the head of the club was called the orangutera, which is the head of a tribe. So, you know, they did some good things, but there probably was a, still a little bit of blackface going on.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, I think there's a photo of like a traveling blackface troupe that visited one of the clubs. There was also a comic of like some, of the Savage Club members standing around in, in Māori, uh cloaks. Uh, with, they were looking a little bit comical and then they were cooking someone on a pot Right. Uh, So (laughs) that was not so good. No. But, you know, their club actually had really well um, done and I think reasonably authentically reproduced Māori uh, marae carvings. So- I feel like I'm no closer to an
1: answer as to whether uh, they're racist or not. They treaded the line- Between being very racist- And quite respectful. And and (laughs) being accurate in their cultural appropriation.
3: Yeah. Uh, What used to be quite good as a kid whenever we had dress-up days at school, Savage Club, because they used to do lots of skits- they had plenty of charcoal, I was <laughs> like, "No, they had like a big uh, costume room." Yeah, right. and so I go in and like
2: trying all the black curly wigs.
3: <laughs> no, I think I, drew, I I borrowed some like French gear one time to go as a Frenchman, right, to a book day. I don't How know what many the book was. skits were they doing? That was the whole premise of the Savage Club. That Just was, to do skits. So I think to get in, you had to have a talent of some description, so like a pianoman or a singer. Right. Um, or just be a good orator. That was a thing in the day. That's yeah. not the premise behind the like the elite one in Melbourne, though, is it? No, I don't think so. That one's probably more rich white people. Yeah. Uh, this is mm-hmm. just poor white people <laughs> that can play the piano. Doing skits. Doing skits. Oh, they used uh-huh. to do some good skits. Well,
1: look, as the uh, official hypothetical institute arbiter of racism, Yep, <laughs> I'm going to put them as being better than the Melbourne one and the British one. Thank you. Because they're doing skits, yeah, yeah. Everyone loves a skit. Yeah, it's like all of these other dickheads are just sitting around in leather chairs, like plotting more
3: colonialism, being stuffy. Yeah. Oh,
2: tell me that red faces didn't hold up. Hey, hey, it's Saturday for years.
3: The power of the <laughs> skit, and then it came back with the super <laughs> racist,
2: <laughs> <that> super blackface <laughs> racist one. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: is that all you had to say about the Savage That's Club? That's all I've got. You've got that off your chest now. Yeah, you're worried. You I to- think we all learned something about the Savage Club. You're worried you were going to forget about it when we got the housekeeping at the end. Uh, I just want to yeah get it out of the top. Yeah, we've got to clear the air. Yeah. Like listeners would have been listening to us going on about Area 51 in Canberra, and they'd be like, "What are the? Are they you
3: not going to address the, the Savage Club thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Savage Gate when Luke slandered the Savage Club and was kind of still right? Sorry, Area 51." And Canberra.
1: It's all about places today on the Hypothetical Institute. People, places, things, mostly places. Places, it's places. Yeah, no, places. It's, okay. it's two places. Okay. Like,
2: one of them is close to our Australian hearts.
1: Yep. yep. And the other one's Canberra. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> doesn't make
3: any sense. <laughs> no. Don't think about that too much. <laughs> so Area 51.
2: We we're going to start with Canberra.
3: Oh, we're going to start with Canberra, are we? Yeah. Oh, Area okay. 51
2: will be the bigger, funnel one.
3: All right. Yeah, Cool. Okay. So Canberra, because it's full of like weird grey men. Yeah, Canberra like or
2: Canberra. Oh. Ah. <laughs> all right. So where so- do we start with Canberra? What's the uh, what's the the jizzo? Well, I'm not I'm not Australian.
3: Yeah, as you guys know, no nice shit. Uh, so because I'm nice. That's, anyway, Cat. what are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, can you guys tell me about Canberra? Surely you learned this about this in your primary school when you're we tackers.
1: That's the capital city of Australia. They were like, oh, should we have the capital city in Melbourne with this fucking laneway culture? Coffee. Yeah, coffee in a laneway. Yeah. like, Oh, the weather's always different. Yep. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Bit of unpredictability. Yep. Yeah. But it's like, you're like, oh, let's go to the Australian capital. What's the weather like? Well, you get to experience all of the weather. Yeah. Or the capital city in Sydney. And stuck up, expensive, dickheads. Yeah, lots of buses. Shitney. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, the traffic. They're like, what if we had some sort of compromise between the shitness of Sydney and like the boringness of Melbourne? Let's have a really shit boring city that we put right bang in the middle. Canberra.
3: Canberra. Uh, I've been there once or twice. Lots of roundabouts.
2: Yep.
1: Big ones.
3: Yep. Famous for its roundabouts. Pornography. Pornography. Is that still now that everyone just has the internet?
1: I think so. I think it's still legal to- I don't know what- I never understood the thing because there's like- It was an X-rated thing, right? X-rated
2: porn was all right to having- You could buy it in Canberra. All right,
1: so what's the porn that you can buy in like a Club X?
2: Just like- Isn't it just like where you don't see things going in?
3: soft (laughs) soft Softcore. Softcore? Do you see the P and the V but you don't see the P entering the V? Yeah, I think so.
1: I've never been to Club X. Right. Or like any of these other ones.
3: Okay. Well,
1: that's our next
2: hypothetical institute excursion. Excursion.
1: I did notice. Uh, when, huh? I noticed Fuck going yes. past uh, Club X the other day. They have the internet in there now. Yeah, this is the one in Footscray. No, this is the this is the <laughs> one in the city. They're like, right. uh, we've got uncensored, uncensored internet.
2: uncensored internet. Yeah,
1: and I was like, fucking, this is the last thing you should be telling your customers about. Yeah,
3: yeah. Keep that on your under your well, hat, Club It's like what if I. Work out you can get it at home. <laughs> <laughs> or on your phone. On your, you can get it mobile. You could stand outside of Club X on yeah. your mobile phone.
1: Or just go to the library and get it for free. Yeah. yeah. Do
2: – is fireworks also still a thing in Canberra? I think so. I think
3: they might have cut it off recently right? in some way.
1: I don't know, but because it, it's still a thing in the NT. Oh, okay. Which, yeah. And the NT in Canberra are the same because they're territories. That's why the yeah, but rule they, of law doesn't apply there. Yeah.
2: So I um, was on tour a few years ago with a metal band. Yeah. And on passing through Sydney, I bought a huge bag of fireworks off this drug dealer.
3: Yeah. No drugs, just fireworks. No drugs, just fireworks. <laughs> okay. and did, he, did he like, hey, you want some pills? No, but you got any fireworks? No. Nah.
2: we were just chilling at his house. And he's okay. like, I've got some fireworks up there. I was like, i to hand them over. Yeah. So they, I carried them around on tour for ages. Yeah. Finally, we got to Canberra and I was like, yeah, I started setting them off. Left Canberra. I was like, Way too paranoid to ever fucking set another one of them off ever, and they sat, sat in my house for about eight years in the bag. Yeah, I'm We're, assuming getting more and more potent and explosive <laughs> the whole time.
0: <laughs> Where are
2: they now? <laughs> well, when when I moved from Brisbane to Melbourne, yeah. just called the police. They come took them took them away. And no questions asked. What good. I was like, You've,
3: you surrender them. You started that story off super rock and roll.
2: Yeah, <laughs> then I turned into a massive. And it pussy. Just, <laughs> just got
3: nerdier and nerdier and yeah. nerdier
2: to the point where I was fucking terrified of what You're I was going to do the with them when I myself. <laughs> I was to <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> do I just take them out on a boat and dump them in the fucking ocean where they're going to get wet and <laughs> it's ruined? Not a dead body. And that was actually a legitimate plan I had for them. Did you even have a Go boat? Go fishing. I had a mate with a boat. <laughs> okay take them out in the middle of fucking the water and just dump them. But then I couldn't, I couldn't conscience my conscience wouldn't let me do that to the fish. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Some fish is going to come along and eat this all this fucking gunpowder that I've just dumped in the ocean. <laughs> I'm not going to let that
1: happen. So I just called the cops. <sighs> all right. So... We're quite a way into this podcast. I've established <laughs> that the Savage Club is a little bit racist, <laughs> but not that much. Yeah. Canberra possibly has pornography, yeah. possibly
3: still has fireworks. And I'm shit at breaking the law. <laughs> it's also quite funny because this is still an aside. Sorry, Cam, I you trying to get things back on track. But uh, like in New Zealand, you could buy fireworks from when you were 14.
2: Yeah, these fireworks I had were from New Zealand.
3: Yeah, okay. Yeah. So like we just grew up with fireworks just – Everyone has them. Fireworks time. You just go to the shop next door, buy a whole bunch of fireworks and shoot them at each other. So my experience with it to yours
0: is to dump them off the
3: boat. This is quite different.
1: So why are we talking about Canberra? And it's also where the fucking federal parliament is. Yep. Yeah. So they're like, we need somewhere to put the federal parliament. It's got to be in between the two big ones. Mm. Yeah, let's whack it here in the middle of nowhere where it's convenient for nobody. Yep. Yeah, and they continued with that sort of mindset for the next, you know, couple hundred years. Yes. So, how long? When did it become the what? Well, what date was Canberra founded? Yeah, the most basic research we could have possibly done. <laughs> yeah,
2: actually, I don't think I even wrote it.
1: Who cares? Whenever it fucking was.
3: Do you guys not learn this in bloody primary school? No, we learned,
1: that. what we learned. And then it's in primary school, they teach you about the pornography and about the fireworks. And the whole, the rest of the lessons are wash. So when they when they founded
3: Canberra, they had a competition. 1913 was right. when it was established. Right. So when you said hundreds of years, a hundred years. Yeah. It seems very recent, right? Plus I'm going to predict the next 97 years
1: will continue. Oh, okay.
3: Bold, bold statement.
1: So there was a, <laughs> is it really that bold a statement? If you recall what my statement was? What?
2: Canberra would remain the capital of Australia?
1: No, just that it would continue being a place where people made things as inconvenient as possible. Okay. Yep. Some biting political satire.
3: Yeah, we missed it. Yeah, it was too over
1: our heads.
2: So they had a competition for someone to design basically the capital. Yep. We need someone to bloody basically city plan this whole area. Yeah.
1: Yep. Get an AutoCAD out.
2: Get it out. Yep. Just figure out how it's going to work.
1: Yeah.
2: And... Walter Burnley Griffith mm-hmm. was the man. Burley Griffith. Burnley Griffin? Griffin, yeah. Yep.
3: And his wife was involved as well. Yeah. Mar- Marion?
2: Yes, and his wife was apparently a bit of a cooked unit. Okay. Right. Well into the occult. Yeah, okay. And things of such nature. Yeah. So the conspiracy is that the layout of Canberra is very heavily occultist, mm. very heavily based on occult things, Freemasonry
1: things. Is this true? Is this going to be like Route 66 again? Where they're like, oh, it's a, it's in a Freemason power number and we're like, yeah, all right. Fucking yeah. off you pop. next minute. It,
3: it is. is. Yeah. I don't know if I could say definitively based on what I found, yes or no. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are interesting. Yeah. but Like what? Yeah, that's all right. What do you got that's interesting?
1: Name one thing and then name some more.
2: Well- <laughs> All the videos, a couple of videos I watched, were just people like overlaying things like masonry compasses and things squares over streets. And that was about the extent of what I got. Yeah, things like that. Um, the the way that the mountains line up with old Parliament House, sort of points directly to where Stonehenge is, and there's something the
1: big fucking point, something to do with the. It's a big conspiracy. Yeah, but, but to Stonehenge, yes. Wait, but there'd be heaps of other stuff in the way as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: It, they should sure start pointing at Mecca, which one, is like in the same general direction. One of the places that, that is, uh goes through in Australia is Alice Springs, mm. kind of, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is where they near where they also did some nuclear testing.
1: Yep, sort so of. So
3: kind of. And also a small town called Ross, which continues the occult theme of red. Why
1: so, does it do that?
3: Because uh, that's cause how Ross they is, they're just rubbing it in our
1: faces. Yeah. No, but what? How does how is Ross red language? All oh, right, the, Ross Rose, Ross
2: that's, and Rose. Yeah, the
1: also in the. Is mo- that literally what it is, though? I think that's what it was.
0: Yeah. Oh.
2: So there's something to do with something to do with the parallels or the where Stonehenge lies directly correlates correlates to certain measurements in Parliament House or the Old Parliament House. Mm. The way things are
1: laid out. Are there ley lines involved, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Have we talked about ley lines before?
3: I don't think we have. Good. Because fucking, I hope one of you guys knows what they are. (laughs) 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 They're one of those things I don't know, have come up before, but I don't know what they are. It's just
2: the lines that connect all significant sites across England and stuff. And they're
3: like supposed to have like
1: some sort of energy to them.
2: Yeah, yeah. So this is the same thing. Canberra's on some, designed on something where the mountains line up with this and old Parliament House and, and, when you look around Canberra, there's a lot of pyramids and triangles mm-hmm. and things all over the place, which you know who we love. Who loves triangles? Yeah. The bloody Illuminati and the Masons.
3: So Pythagoreans. Yeah. They're it. big on triangles. Yep. Do you know a little sidebar about them? Yep. Go on. After this project failed, uh, the Canberra thing, he got taken off. He moved to Melbourne, mm. built the Capitol Theatre, designed that Pythagorean bloody triangle with the head of the theatre. Right. It's called the Tectric something. After what failed? After he got taken off the Canberra project. Did he get taken off it, did he? Yeah, he didn't yeah. complete it. He didn't build any buildings to do with right. the whole thing. He designed it and then like, apparently they sabot- the powers that be sabotaged him.
2: The Illuminati.
3: Yeah, well, no, yeah. like the actual, there's a Royal Commission into it like a few years later and they're like, yeah, you, they people were trying to like give them wrong information and a lot of people didn't like the design. Yeah. So uh, he but- never actually completed the full design. Right. Could that have been the the actual Illuminati if he's trying
1: to get all this Mason shit in? Yeah. The Illuminati who are the enemies of the Masons. Yes. Are pulling strings. They're like, oh, tell him the wrong measurements yeah. of how big the bloody lake is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's going he's to be building some, he's going to be building a museum. It's like, why is it so fucking wet in here? <laughs> oh, you built it into the lake. <laughs> well, all the measurements are wrong.
2: So there's a couple of bits of new parliament house where you have, there's the round bits on the side. Mm. When you're looking from above. Then there's a couple of bits that look like capless pyramids. And then if you kind of look from an angle, the actual pyramid on top of the roof makes it look like the Illuminati pyramid with the- The eye, the all-seeing eye. All-seeing eye above it. Oh. Now, I'm not going to say that triangles aren't just an aesthetically pleasing, super structurally strong shape to build things out of,
3: <laughs> Yeah, but they're fucking Illuminatis. It also lines up, I found- uh, Parliament House lined up with Xmouth harp bass up in WA there, as in the what does that stand for? Um, harp. Cam, what does that stand for? Harmonic and atmospheric
1: resonance project is my guess.
3: Hmm. So there. Can you look it up? Yeah. How close was I? High frequency what? active or oral research program. Right, harp, so I, was, I was a long way off. You were a long way off. I mean, who would have thought there's high frequency in there? Yeah, you can't put a fucking- It's got to be hoof harp. Hoof <laughs> harp. Uh, so it lines up perfectly with the the harp bass in Australia. Right. If you draw a straight line. But like the guy's like- The harp, Wait, is, harp is a hexagon. What, what lines up perfectly with it? Parliament House. What? And the, the hexagons in, in Canberra. Oh, right. It's if a, you draw a straight line between the two.
1: But you know, you can draw a straight line between any two points.
3: Yeah, but in this case- this guy decided that this was the direction, yeah. uh, east or west. East yeah. was the right way to do it. So, is that
2: in line with the cross? Because there's a cross in the design as well. Don't
3: think so. I think it was just in line with some random other there's, circle. There's a
1: straight line between this house and Canberra.
3: Can you not?
0: Sorry. mention these things? <laughs> Sorry for <rowing> up. <laughs> <enough. laughs>
1: so
2: I um, <laughs> there's a ever heard of the cosmic egg? No. Me neither, really. But <laughs> I did read that the two the two circles, so the two circles surrounding Parliament, Canberra, Capitol Hill, yeah. apparently it as a like consecrated sort of temple, Wrong. right? Something mysticism. Two circles, yeah. And I think that's also called something to do with a cosmic egg. Okay. If you look on Google Maps, there's a hill called Mount Ainslie which is nearby, that has some sort of land formation on it, which looks kind of like a big serpent, and its head is pointing towards Parliament House. This, whoever this cooked unit was, was saying that that could be showing worship of a reptilian, draconian overlord. Yep. I mean,
1: could probably. Draconian in the reptilian sense.
2: Well, Mm. in both senses. Well, true. And also, the design of Canberra is very similar to a Nazi-proposed complex complex. Based on the spear of destiny, with
3: didn't the Nazis come after. <laughs> <it>? <laughs> <laughs> the Nazis did come after all this, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, but they didn't like maybe, well, maybe the Nazis based it on Canberra because uh-huh. they were like, yeah, these guys, guys have got it. Got They've it. worked it out. They well, worked yeah. out
1: the optimal way to build a cooked city.
2: That was his. Because the Canberrans obviously were like, here's our occultist city. And the Nazis were like, we're obviously massive occultists. Yeah. Mm. So let's do it as well. Spear of Destiny, up this motherfucker, because they both understood Teutonic mysticism, yeah, and how geometric shapes connect things based on power. I think we all
3: understand that. I feel we?
1: like these. I feel like both those guys, like our cultists and Nazi cultists, both understand geometric mysticism better than some guy who's like, "There's a straight line between these two points." <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know what's really weird as well. If you took those two points and made the straight line, that's mm. also actually the quickest way to get between them. If I can wrap your head around that one.
1: All right, consider this though. Yeah. Take a third point, here. Yeah? yeah. All right, draw a straight line between the first two points. Yeah. Then draw a straight line between the first point and the third point mm-hmm. and the second point and the third point. Yeah. What a shape have you got.
3: Oh, you've lost me. I- so you got one point.
1: Um, <laughs> I've got some other Canberra stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Deacon telephone exchange I think I can't remember the name of the book I mentioned it in the first episode so maybe I mentioned the name of the book in that episode and if I did could someone up. please tell go me, back and listen to tell it. Me what it was um So yeah I got this book by this cooked uh, Sydney radio host the one where
3: he told people to drink lid.
1: yeah he was telling them to drink something and he had to be kept on being told not to mm. uh, we, I really wish I could remember his name but one of the big things in this book was the in Deacon in Canberra they had this like a Telstra telephone exchange that they were building. Mm. And there was this huge conspiracy like amongst Australian conspiracy nuts that this was like all tied in with the Australia card, which was like the proposed uh, national ID thing, mm. which was floating around at the time and stuff like that. And the secret purpose of this telephone exchange, which had all of these like computer servers in it, this is like back in the 80s or whatever when, mm. you know, that's quite big. The secret purpose of it was to track every Australian. Mm. And they're like, what else could they be using it for? They have 100 megabytes of memory. <laughs> in their two years. What else could they possibly be <laughs> using it for? So that, that was a huge thing. To the point that a, um, a Labor MP actually insisted they have him tour the facility okay. so he could check it out. Right. Now, his finding was that there was nothing sus going on, but uh, in this book they did not agree with that assessment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's also a conspiracy about a Black Mountain Tower, which I think is a telephone tower. Yeah. So I think this might actually be true. Okay. Uh, they were accused of it because it's up above on the, the big on Black Mountain, mm. so it's overlooking everything. And the conspiracy is that it's was being used to eavesdrop on the embassies mm. down below it. And a technician that had worked on it actually gave an interview to the ABC where he said that's what it was for. It's mainly being used on the Chinese embassy apparently. Now, according to this one website, I think it's like called Weird Australia, uh, there was a D notice put on that interview, which means you're not allowed to – it's the government banning it from being played
3: again. Interesting.
1: Now – I saw that on the Weird Australia website and it's also on like a news.com.au like clickbait ripoff of that website. Right. And it's like, hey guys, I'm fairly sure the D notice applies to just mentioning it as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know about that but. Interesting. Why would they put a notice on unless they didn't?
3: Yeah. I came across another guy. Um, and one thing I found is, is, it, is what we've talked about it doesn't seem to be a clear theme here. It's just like triangles and he was kind of involved in occult things, the guy that designed it. yeah. But like- Well, he was kind of involved in occult things and then it's like, and then he was taken off the project and they didn't build anything he designed. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they built the shapes, I think, but not, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but one guy, like there's some memorial there that he said he found similar symbols in tarot cards. Um, and but tarot cards, fuck. There are so many different versions of that. Yeah, He just found us a convenient one. Um, also the fact that it's built on limestone and they use a lot of granite. Uh, means it's a big like superconductor of energy. Mm. And uh, there's a lot of red cedar in there. You know what else was built out of red cedar? Solomon's Temple. Mm. Which also had something to do with red energy. Also, uh, Billy Griffin <laughs> built some buildings in Mason City, Iowa. Right. Oh, I should have emphasised the Mason. Uh, a place in Iowa called Mason City. Built a couple of houses there. I like that you didn't really emphasise it anymore. <laughs> the same said it. Uh, and that's, that's about it for me. It's just stuff that's shaped like stuff.
1: It's weird that so much of the stuff is stuff that's shaped like stuff and stuff that's made out of limestone when like
3: thousands of people living in Canberra are spies. Yeah, okay, yeah. So there are there are actually probably some pretty juicy things in Canberra. Yeah. So do you think maybe all of this is a false flag? Maybe. Bit of misdirection. If we just put r- ridiculous occult symbols everywhere, like if you were to do it now, you'd just build pizza shops everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and people are going to be like, whoa, and they're going to ignore all the spies.
1: No, oh, well, it's, it's not like that's not a, like a crazy <laughs> thing. It's like heaps of people work for like the intelligence agencies. Oh yeah, I'm not that saying era. that. It's like, but you don't need to really hide that. Yeah. Like all those dudes have to be like, oh, I work at the tax office or whatever. Or no, you'd have to come up with something. You'd have to make up a fake department. Yeah. Because you'd be like, oh, no, I just work at the tax office. And they'd be like, oh, me too. What floor are you on?
3: Oh, not yours.
1: Oh, fucking, I wish they'd renew our calculator budget. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go
3: down for a I'm, gluten-free banana slice? I'm
1: sick of always having to go over to the window to recharge the solar panel on it. <laughs> right?
3: Yeah. It's a good, good calculator comedy. Yeah, good bit there. <laughs> Certainly so, not dated at all. All right. <laughs> Fuck up, both of you. Shall we take a break? Yeah. Um, uh, can I just say- No. To this one. Right. There was nothing in there that was interesting. It was just, just Shapes. Yeah. Is yeah. that what you're going with? Yeah, pretty much. Shapes
2: and this guy was- His wife was a bit weird.
3: Yeah, but nothing like- He was definitely in some crazy society. No. Not even that. How typically Canberra. <laughs>
1: on the Hypothetical Institute, and now Area 51.
3: Uh, Do you know what I learned? Yeah. Area 51 and Roswell, geographically, very far apart. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that before. It's not convenient
1: at all for them to bring (laughs) the crashed ship from Roswell to Area 51. No. Very inconvenient. Where's Roswell? It's like-
3: what state? Some, somewhere, somewhere S- far some away. New Mexico? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Roswell, New Mexico. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, in my mind, I would be like, just down the road. Well, they're inextricably linked yep. in the
1: consciousness of the public, but they are not close. No. I'll no. tell
2: you where Roswell is okay. on the 33rd parallel. There
3: we go.
1: Let's
2: just get fucking Russian vids out of the way straight away, shall we?
3: <laughs> Did you do some Russian vids on Area 51? He had a bit of alien gear just, you know,
2: aliens are actually demons because you can't get out of the firmament. Deep space doesn't exist, yeah. mate.
1: Where have they come from? Yeah. They're Where already, did they go? They Where did they come from, Godlike Joe? We don't need to
2: dwell on his stuff. They've always yeah. been here. They're actually just demons. Yeah. They're mocking us. They're mocking us. Uh, yeah,
1: 33. 33s. And that makes <clears throat> sense that they would do whatever they did on the 33rd parallel. So what they, have they tried to escape the firmament? Like, oh, I'm fucking sick of this. And they've
2: just gone, Stunk.
1: passed yeah. out. <laughs> like, the like we've got to do it on the 33rd parallel, you know, because it's a power parallel. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense for 33 to have any significance for aliens that are crashing. Because you'd be like, oh, did you crash on the 33rd parallel because it's a Masonic power number. And they'd be like, oh, fucking get me out of this ship. <laughs> oh, my legs are hurt. I can't feel me legs. In Alien.
3: Yeah. In, so a- think, in Alien, obviously. Yeah. In the Martian language. But it would have sounded like they would have projected it to us as English. Yeah, they would, have, they would have projected it directly into our minds. Yeah. good on them for that. Fucking
1: cut me loose. That's
3: such a courteous thing of me, me seat to belt's do.
0: seatbelt's digging into my skin.
3: Paradise Ranch. Yep. Hit us. Groom Lake. Comey Airport. Yeah, that's what the actual place. That Wait, Comey Airport or is. Homey Airport, I think. Oh, I think autocorrect got me. i thinking I was typing James Comey.
1: Yeah. You've what I meant was homie. Too much Comey talk on the old Twitter. Definitely.
3: Don't, don't you say homie all the time to all your homies? Well, I do, but I don't spell it that way. H-O-M-I-E. So those are the actual places that there are in so Groom Lake is the, the initial lake, which yeah. was kind of used for uh, mining and stuff. It's this kind of dried salt lake. And when they wanted a place to tent- test weapons throughout the World Wars and stuff, they went and flew over a whole bunch of places and they found this place. Like this is actually pretty cool. It's got like a natural lake which would be perfect for an airport landing strip. Yeah. So they set up there. When they wanted people to work there, Groom Lake uh, being in the middle of nowhere was obviously really cool for this kind of a thing but no one wanted to go work there. Yeah. So they changed it to Paradise Ranch. Yeah. And they tried <laughs> right. to like market it to, you know, the military people. Yeah. This come be, work it. At- it'll be a cool place to go. Paradise
1: Ranch. Yeah. It sounds great. Yeah. That should have been their first clue. Like why is the military calling this place Paradise Run? <laughs> <laughs> it must be terrible.
3: Um, and it didn't – people didn't really know much about it. Like it was kind of, you know, off and on for years. Yeah. But there was a um, declassified documents about Vietnam. Yeah. And they forgot to retract a, a mention of of Groom Lake. Yeah. And uh, testing going on there. Everyone went, ooh, maybe there is something to this. And then – oh, you're, you're going to say something, Ken. Oh, because the other thing is the it's
1: called Area 51.
0: Hmm.
3: Sort of, it's sort
1: of an unofficial slash official name. Yeah. So it's based on like these U.S. I think like the Atomic Energy Council Hmm. uh, has like split like America up into different regions, different areas. Hmm. So it's sort of close to Area Fifteen, and so it's possibly because it's like just a little play on that. Yeah. But it's also possibly they chose that number because they're like, well, we're not going to get it like. We won't get up to fifty one, so we can use it. We don't have to worry about yeah, eventually
3: yeah. being like, oh, fucking, we already used that number on the secret one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's wondering why there's goes from fifty to fifty two. Yeah. Uh, so used as a its official use is missile testing. Yeah, there's nuclear tests out that way, and then testing uh, yeah, planes. And yeah,
1: yeah, uh, and spy planes.
3: Yeah. So they tested
1: what's the what was the plane they tested?
3: Uh, Lockheed U two. Yeah, the U two.
1: Yeah. So that was. That's probably what caused a lot of the uh, sort of UFO mythology mm. of Area 51 because mm. I th- think the if you were to look at a graph of like UFO sightings that is like starts in, you know, the year 1900 yep. goes to now, yep. the year that they started testing the U2 would be when that graph goes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, they call it, I think, Alien Highway. I think around there there's a highway that they call. Yeah. So it's people <laughs> driving past seeing a weird fucking plane. They also um, they captured a few MiGs over the years, Russian MiGs, and mm. so what they'd always do is take them to Area 51 and, and test them and then um, fly against them and work out the best way to, to fight the Russians. Yeah. So I guess lots of actual things that could be construed as conspiracy things happening there, lots of military testing, uh, there was one guy that said he found absolute evidence of UFOs there. Uh, it was a hangar and he said it was, it was a UFO that looked like the Millennium Falcon hanging outside the front of this hangar and they were building the hangar around it. Mm. But it was clear that it was like the floor of an unbuilt thing because it was like two-dimensional. Like every all the buildings around it had shadows being cast, yep. but this massive spaceship that was clearly flat on the ground, like yeah. obviously had no shadow. Uh, and then it's like, see, now they've built a building. It's like, no, that was the start of the building being built. Yeah. It's the shape of the building you've seen happen. I um, I did see, well, two things I saw. One was that uh,
1: like when people would send in freedom of information requests, which is always the best way to get to the bottom of a conspiracy that goes all the way to the top. Yes. It's the, oh, if I just do an FOI request. Well, actually, no, this would be a good way to get to the bottom of it because you're going to get some random dude who's like, oh, fuck, all right. Let me pull those files for you. No one's told me. I'm down at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I'm all, also at the bottom. It goes all the way to the top. No one's telling me not to tell anyone. <laughs> I'm just a lowly bloody at the bottom. Yeah, at I'm, the bottom, fi- I'm just a file clerk. So someone, But someone was like, oh, can I get the documents relating to uh, Area 51? And they're like, uh, the military doesn't have any bases called Area 51, so we have no documents. And that's like... Bum bum bum. That's also like that's any FOI request. If the if there is any way to get out of fulfilling an FOI yes. request, anyone <laughs> doing them is like, no, we don't have any documents pertaining to that exact thing you asked yeah, for. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> Even though I know the right name for what you're asking, yeah. that's not what it's not what it is. The other thing I saw that was interesting,
1: and there's a bit of a theory, conspiracy theory about, and sort of based on conspiracy fact, is there was a lawsuit a few years ago from people that worked at Groom Lake mm. who'd gotten all of this metal poisoning. Yes. From the shit they'd been dealing with there. Yeah. And all of that got classified. Like mm. the actual chem- like the chemicals they found in their systems mm. it was all classified and it's like cuz the idea was that it would give away what they'd been working on. Mm. But the sort of theory is it's like why would they have to classify chemicals? Are they perhaps not of this world?
0: Mm.
2: Or do they not want to admit that they've been Making chemical weapons out in the desert,
3: and also harming people, so yeah. they don't have to pay them off, right? Then a few
1: years after that happened, like after that was all classified, they like on some random government website they accidentally published <laughs> <laughs> that stuff. Until journalists were like, "Hey, did you mean to publish this?" And they're like, oh, "Let's just roll back that." <laughs> <laughs> and what were
3: they? Just bad chemicals?
1: Oh yeah, like just like chemicals with lots of Z's and E's and things in them. It's like just stuff you might get from. I don't know, working in like unsafe,
3: like in a former mining yep. sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, do you guys come across any of the camo camo dudes? Lay it on. So this is quite a rich vein. So basically there's a private security firm that looks after just the perimeter uh, and they drive white trucks and they dress in camo gear. So if you if you cruise around the perimeter uh, – they sort of come out and are like, hey, you know. Hey, what are you doing? When they they keep an eye on you and you watch you. And I saw one of two motorbike guys who got caught by the camo dudes. Yeah. Like they were clearly where they shouldn't have been. Yeah. Gone past the sign saying, don't pass here. Yeah. And the camo dudes. Like one, massively taking the piss. <laughs> yeah. And then one of them, like they pulled a gun on, the camo dude pulled a gun and it's like, you know, they searched them quickly and it's like, what are you doing here? You know, you you, bloody, I think they just said, what are you doing here? you trespassing. Um, and they're like, no, we're just travellers. Oh, we don't even know where we are. They clearly did. And then they just said, if you, know, if you keep coming on, we'll refer to this to the local police sheriff's department and you'll be fined up to $750. Yeah. Uh, but the video was titled, We're Held at Gunpoint by Shady Camo Dudes. <laughs> and it's like, if they're really that shady, they wouldn't scare you with a local police fine.
2: And they wouldn't let you get away with the video you just. Yeah, them. yeah.
3: Uh, in another video these two dudes had they they reckon there was a sniper and the, they could see a sniper. Why would they need a sniper up here? Like I can't see a sniper. Yeah. And then they're like, why would they care about two dudes like us? Because you're going to try and annoy them to see how far you can push it. That's the whole point of why they're there.
2: I think did Louis Theroux not do a thing where he went out to the perimeter of Area 51 and hung out with some yeah. alien dudes and they're like, if you go past this line... yeah. You're in trouble, yeah. and he was like, "I really want to go past the line," <laughs> and I think he did. Yeah.
3: Um, and there's quite a few videos of people like basically trying to see how far they can push it before the camo dudes come and right. come and get them. Yeah, uh, but in 2011, so those dudes are like, "This is great." Oh yeah, this is the only thing they get to do all day. Yeah, yeah. plus um, this is like
1: guaranteeing our continued employment. Yes.
3: Mm. <laughs> uh, in 2001, I think it was the camo dudes all went on strike. Right, and so they were picketing at like Las Vegas Airport, where they fly out of to go, you know, fly and fly out workers. Um, and then, like, they wouldn't say who they pick who they were picketing.
2: <laughs> we're on strike. We ready to work. We can't tell you.
1: Yeah,
3: uh, which I thought was a bit a bit fun. <laughs>
1: what, what do
2: we want? We can't us. tell you. When <laughs> do we want it?
1: That's classified. I want new calculators. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That was a callback.
3: It was a good callback. <laughs> and then, but another couple of guys went along and saw the camo dudes and they called them overpaid security guards. Like, we should do your research. They're underpaid. Yeah, those yeah, guys uh, need better wages. Um, so, yeah, that's the that's the camo. Oh, another guy from UFO Hunters' uh, YouTube video said, the camo dudes are always bugging you. If you're out there, they're always bugging you. So right. Yeah, if you're out there trying to annoy them and see how far you can push them. Yeah, you're actually bugging them. Yeah. So that's what I got on the camo dudes. Uh, EG&G Technologies is the, the consulting firm. So it's actually easy to find out information. And a lot of information about Area 51 as in like what planes they've tested when is all pretty freely available.
1: Yeah. I did see that there was like in like 2007 like the airport there was like maybe accidentally added to yes. like the airport database <laughs> yeah. where they were like, oh, do we need to put
3: like a note in this
1: saying don't try and land here? Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, you know, you, you can see it if you're a pilot on whatever the airport database is but you can't set it. A- destination there yeah
2: so one of the things i've come across was operation blue book okay which was apparently a thing that they started out at area 51 to debunk ufo myths (laughs) good thinking guys (laughs) where can we debunk all these ufo myths ufo central (laughs) we've got roswell we've got (laughs) so i didn't really look into much into that but there's a lot of uh, stuff on YouTube and and bits and pieces of people who are like you know talking. Oh, we spoke to these ex Area 51 employees who spilled the beans on everything. And
1: Blue Book was supposed to be like the Men in Black thing, right? Well, like, you know the Men in Black, Will Smith. Like the actual Men in Black, though. Like if you were if you like went to the local paper and said you saw you know a UFO or whatever, the like, Men in
3: Black would come around and well you know
1: sure. <laughs> yeah. No, but dudes would actually show up and be like, so can we take a statement on what you saw? Probably because they're like, so did you see like the fucking secret Russian thing? Yeah, yeah.
3: (laughs) How seriously do we need to take this as a Cold War move?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, so I come across a recording from a Nevada radio show. Yep. Of some guy who called in, I think the guy on the host's name is Art Bell.
1: Yes, Coast to Coast Radio.
2: Yeah. So he got a call, a frantic call from some guy who was like, sounded like he was having a panic attack. who was apparently an ex Area 51 employee who was medically discharged, which, you know, could have been because <laughs> he's a crazy man. But yeah. Not he, to slander him. But. He was um, ranting on to this guy saying he hasn't got much time. He used to work there and that's where all the alien stuff is. And they're not who they say they are. The aliens, they're not who they say they are. And he was going on and on. And then he- But well, you can't
3: even trust the aliens. <laughs> you hey, he should, should tell his old bosses that. They yeah. They yeah.
2: know that. Fuck. Okay, you're firing me because I'm nuts, but those aliens aren't who they say they are. So he said they're extra-dimensional beings that were discovered, uh, that were made contact with by a precursor to the space program. Oh, yeah. And um, he was just kind of like, I haven't got much time, blah, blah, blah. Anyway- Then, oh, and they've infiltrated a lot of the military establishment in the US. There's disasters coming. The government knows that these disasters are coming. The government could move people to safe areas. There are safe areas in the world, but they're not. They want to wipe out the major centers. Okay. Um, You know, and he was going on and on and on. And then he just kind of goes, and it cuts off. Whoa. And then not only did the call cut off, the station went down. Whoa. Like they lost all their power to their transmitter. They had yeah. to get a backup system up. The host comes back after a little one and he goes, Phew, don't know what happened there. We've- <laughs> the whole station went down. We're on a backup system now. He's um, just like,
1: oh, fuck, I need to take a slash. I can't put on Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> just can hit the power. But he comes back and some other guy's like, oh, cut to some other show. And he's like, yeah, well, the backup system kicked in. And he's saying it was really weird because that guy was like, you know, saying all that stuff. Our transmitter's never gone down like that before ever in the history of the station. Right. And we had that and I was like, mm, yeah, I'm sure it probably has. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, he was uh, pretty freaked out by this guy. Did we ever manage to find the guy? I don't know. I didn't see any follow-up on that. But hmm. when you listen to it, the guy sounds legit. Like he sounds legit in that. I'm sure he was probably just a crazy man. Mm.
1: He sounds like he's legit panicked. He's Mm. legit
2: panicked Mm. about it all and Mm. like it's like, whoa, that's a pretty full-on phone call.
1: Uh, Did you guys come across J-Rod? J-Rod. I did not come across J-Rod. So a documentary came out in like the late 90s that had a guy working on uh, like a UFO they had there and he worked alongside an alien called J-Rod. Right. And they were training pilots on how to fly the UFOs. J-Rod also featured – in some cooked guy called uh, Dan Crane uh, in 2004 claimed he also worked with J-Rod uh, cloning alien viruses at Area 51. J-Rod's a man of many talents. Just like on the Wikipedia page for Area 51, someone's gone to like a great deal of effort to a uh, uh, Dan Burish, that's, like that was a pseudonym of Dan Crane.
0: Mm.
1: Burish's scholarly credentials are the subject of much debate as he was apparently working as a Las Vegas parole officer in 1989 while also earning a PhD at the State University of New York. Ah. So you just cut this bit out of the article.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, um, on the, uh, the aliens, mm. apparently uh, the Roswell crash and, and sort of aliens that were at Area 51, yeah. they were actually a result of Stalin, a program that Stalin was doing uh, in order to build, uh, this is a quote, grotesque child-size aviators. Uh, to make people think they're aliens. So he like heart, he got a bunch of kids that looked weird yeah, and then trained them up to be pilots and right. sent them to the US to crash in order for the government to find them and freak out about aliens.
1: Yeah, okay, that, uh, that makes sense. Yep. Okay. I was like, <laughs> Stalin, can't
3: you just get short pilots? <laughs> it's like, no, fair enough, you need them to be grotesque. Uh, there's also an alien interview that's been doing the rounds for a while. Uh, allegedly from an Area 51. Alien interview or an alien autopsy? Not the alien autopsy. Right. Not the one that was on TV and the TV special a few years ago. And like
1: you could get in the special interests section of the video store. Yes. <laughs> <Can> <laughs> <I just> remember, <laughs> remember that section? Can we do just what? say, can we bring that back? <laughs> remember well, special
2: interests? Yeah. But now, How good was it? JB Huffer has a special interest section. Yeah. In their DVDs.
1: It's not the same. But now. They do they have faces of death in there?
3: No, I wouldn't think so. But now Netflix just knows what you like and recommend to you that stuff.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I don't want to watch what I like. I want to like, oh, Faces of Death. Oh, yeah, okay. We can't watch that though. It's too scary. <laughs> uh,
2: with uh, talking about geographically how far away Roswell and Area 51 are.
1: Yes. was Keep Bearing in mind that there's a straight line between them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Ta- not taking into account the straight line, yeah. quick way of getting there. Did the, did the aliens from the Roswell crash go to Area 51 or did they go to Hangar 18? Oh. Hangar 18, not just a fucking great Megadeth song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's Hangar
2: 18? <laughs> so Hangar 18 is supposedly a secret hangar at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base where they house a lot of alien stuff. Mm. Yep. Um, and I'm just trying to see where that is. So
3: Roswell, a uh, 14-hour drive. From Roswell to Area 51, not that far. It's Not that far, but it's not—it's not probably a, a very fun drive. You wouldn't want to want to do it, and also in the not 50s, if you've got a fucking dying alien in the back seat, either. Fuel mm. economy in the 50s as well—you'd be having to bloody every time you have to pull over. Like, oh, what, are you, what are you doing there? Yeah, is how Americans talk—is it? Yeah, definitely. Can we have some more of this, please? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing right there? You got an alien? Jesus Christ! It's some sort of southern oh.
1: Uh, middle American accent that I'm doing. Whatever your day job is, Robert, <laughs> don't give it up.
3: I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> well, stick with that. <laughs> so people aren't going to pay me for my spot on impersonations. Not the man not. of like four voices that are all very similar. No, they're all different. They're just all bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you wouldn't want to <laughs> do that trip because you are going to have to stop and people are going to be like, Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> Watch we'll your out in the back there. Who's this grey fella?
3: <laughs> yep, your, your one was better than mine.
1: Is that a weird and disfigured child we got in the backseat there?
3: <laughs> Pretty mighty grotesque. It's like one of them Stalin. <laughs> <children>. <laughs>
2: so Wright-Patterson Air Force Base to Roswell, New Mexico is a 20-hour drive. Right. So, so they're like, not,
1: no. look, are we going to go out where we've got all the aliens already or yeah. are we going to... Shave six hours off yeah. the road trip. <laughs> yeah. No, but you wouldn't want to do it because it's like a long way to go. Imagine being- Where you've got to like shoot
3: everyone that sees the the alien when it like pops up. It's like, is are you there yet? It's like, oh, fuck, now I've got to kill this farmer. Imagine the first awkward silence. Like I'm assuming there's one person sitting in the truck with the driver at least. Yeah. And the first awkward silence is just like, well, this is weird. <laughs> 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 you think this is weird? Yeah, it's a little bit weird. They'd get
1: their best guys on it. Like yes. as if as if Roswell was the first time. Yeah, but isn't it supposed to be the first time? I know. I think there'd been like things where pilots had said they'd seen UFOs before that.
2: Maybe is that what they were they used to call them? Foo Fighters.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was World War One. I, I think was yeah. the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Was it? So be after like the late nineties. <laughs> Surely. <laughs> no. The thing is, though, like a lot of the UFO sightings didn't start happening until after there'd been like UFOs in popular culture. Yeah. Which is when they were like, oh, now we can start doing it. Or and is that just when all... they
2: started referring to them as UFOs?
1: I think that. UFOs was like a blue book thing as well. Like that actual terminology maybe.
3: So the other thing I got um, was relating to relating to the workers, the camo dudes. Yeah. Camo dudes or camo goons. So it was used interchangeably, Either yep. or, or, it was acceptable. Uh, so the Air Force, the, the private Air Force called Janet, which is just another... Something, something, something. I should have remembered that. Uh, But basically it's this kind of uh, nondescript airplanes that they they use to fly sort of high high security workers around uh, the US.
1: Could I suggest that if you're the Area 51 Private Air Force, you don't put ET in your acronym name?
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's like uh, used for a few other places, but I know know that out of... So if, if you go to Las Vegas Airlines, you'll see these Janet planes. Just another non-existent terminal. (laughs) <laughs> right, it's uh, the acronym for Janet. Acron- that's weird. Hmm. So that's the thing. You can see pictures of their planes. That- yeah. Did you guys come across the video by Black Bigot? No, but I feel like this is going to be sane, and yeah. rational. So there's this is this vlogger,
2: yeah, whose YouTube name is Black Bigot. Yep.
3: Who is made he, a, Is he
2: black? Yeah, black is, guy. He, is he a bigot? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> he looks angry. Yeah. yeah, does he look like he might have some problems? <laughs> he might have some anger. He uh, tells a story about when he was out one night and he, or he worked with some guy who apparently used to work at Area Fifty One, yeah. and he was always very hushed about every, whatever went on there. You could never get anything out of him. One night. one night he was hammered, yeah. drunk as a skunk. Skunk drunk. Yeah. Skunk drunk. And uh, he started spilling the beans on what goes on out of Area 51 in terms of all the aliens and stuff. Mm. And his story was that, yeah, it's all aliens. It's true. All of that stuff's true. There's two kinds. Mm. There's the greys yep. who are the bad ones. Yep. The greys are the ones that come down and do the bloody. Probing. 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 Yep.
3: <laughs> if, if left we can see the look on Soldier's face uh,
1: um yeah. your probe mime doesn't translate to
2: audio no, no. uh i was probably trying to thing. make <laughs> rubber uncomfortable it's probably a good thing um and then there's other aliens which are quote unquote the good ones but you don't want to see them they're like I guess, i'm thinking you're saying they're all bad but the greys are like the the nasty ones that come and do shit to us the other ones you don't want to encounter, but they're like the better ones.
3: I like the idea that they're like coming down in peace and they're super chill. Hey, guys. Oh, oh, I don't look at you. Oh, you're ugly.
2: <laughs> oh, no look at them. Well, the, yeah, the, well, the good ones are apparently brown and large and they don't smell very well. It's very good. Okay. But he said, he because the guys, well, they were outside and he's like, see Orion's belt? And he was like, I don't really know what that is. He goes, oh, the star's up there. And he's like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, see how there's two and then there's one that's a little bit off? He's like, that one that's a little bit off, that's where the bad ones come from. Right. That's ah. the start of the bad ones around.
3: They come straight from a, a bloody hot ball of gas. Yeah. Do sound pretty bad.
2: So they that's where they live. They And he went on to say that UFOs are there and they're powered by electricity that they generate from space itself. Yeah, it's pretty good. They open up a hole in space and the ships kind of fold in on themselves, generates their power, and then they- through the space. That sounds pretty sweet. It did sound pretty good the way the guy was explaining it. But he, um, he then went on to delete his video and made another video going, look, i got heaps of views on that video. I've deleted it because, you know, I don't want that to be – I don't want that story to define my YouTube channel.
1: Yeah. I want my YouTube channel to be defined by my probable bigotry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by my name. You want
2: to see bigotry. Yeah. You don't want to hear sweet <laughs> UFO stories.
1: <laughs> the most interesting thing I've ever done.
3: Yeah. Not related to bigotry. But yeah.
1: he, he, he deleted but even it. Even though there are like multiple races and one of them is the bad one. Yeah. He um,
2: deleted it and said there was one thing that I got wrong because he, he initially said the grey ones were the good ones. Mm. He's like, no, no, I was wrong. The grey ones are the bad ones. So just to keep that in mind. If you see these big brown aliens and you go, oh, what the fuck is that smell? Don't worry. They're the better of the two. They're but the you chill, should still the worry because you don't want
1: to tangle with them.
2: Yeah, you don't want to fuck with them. Okay. So, And
1: also I don't want to look at them
2: because they're hideous.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think we got slightly sidetracked before by my reminiscing about the uh, the video store. Mm. Uh, what happens in the alien interview?
3: Oh, yeah, the <laughs> alien interview. Oh, it's just this like terribly looking – it's got like a, a cliche kind of looking alien in a shadowy room. Yeah. He's answering questions, but the, the questioner just – like it's clearly scripted. Like it's yeah. just someone who's a bad actor, and like yeah, there's just no there's no thought to how this is going to appear on camera. Yeah, he's just asking questions rapid fire. It's like they both know what their each other's going to say. If you're going to do one of these things, uh, do it properly. Is
1: this like who is this been done to have a video in the special intersection,
3: or is this like some school art piece? I don't know the origins of this. Possibly what you're what the the former.
1: The more famous one, of course, is The Alien Autopsy. Yes. Which is the supposed video of an autopsy, which I don't, I've never watched. Have you?
3: Yeah, I think I watched it when it was on TV. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty boring from memory.
1: Yeah. Also, why were they putting that on TV? There was a run of, what was this, late 90s, do you think? Yeah, it would have to be. Uh, for people that don't know. Back before, we, back, back before there were standards on TV. <laughs> <laughs> well. Remember when TV
3: was a classy place? Um. Yeah, it was basically a purportedly an alien autopsy for those people that aren't familiar. At, I think it was at Roswell or was it at Area 51?
1: It had to have be, been. Well, I think it was the alien from Roswell. Yeah. Okay. the
3: idea. I think the guy that did it's come out and said it was McHokes.
1: Because yeah. it was clearly McHokes. <laughs> for clarifying that dickhead.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Um, what else you think? got in your little cooked book, Salty?
2: Well, I read a bit about Werner, Werner Von Braun. I was hoping that was going
1: to be Werner Herzog. No. So you could do your Werner Herzog impression. I don't think I've got one, have I? Yeah, no, you don't.
2: <laughs> uh, Werner von Braun was a Nazi scientist involved in the – in went and worked for NASA. Yeah. Um, was interviewed by a woman I think later in his life and he told her all this stuff about the government's plan to weaponize space and how there'd be a few stages to it. So first of all, they started by saying the Russians were the enemy. Yep. We've got to get this space program and everything happening because the Russians are the enemy. Mm-hmm. Then it transitioned to terrorists. We have to protect ourselves from terrorists. Yep. Then the plan was to say third world crazyman. Yep. That's what we've got to protect ourselves from now. Yep. Yep. Then there'd be something else like the Russians again. Yeah, or like <laughs> which <laughs> is <Yeah>. what's happening. <laughs> then it's the Russians again. Um, it was something to do with uh, asteroids. Was the next threat. We needed okay. something up there to protect us from asteroids. We should
3: dust off those old asteroid video games and
2: train yeah. up again. Well, yeah. well, wait for this
3: to come all... Oh, sorry. Did I step on the punchline?
2: No, no, no. But um, the the final step of it was that aliens, alien invasion was going to be what we were protecting ourselves against. Yeah. Yep. And that was slowly building us up to acceptance of the fact that we needed to weaponize space because aliens were going to come and attack us. So... You might Wait, remember. Can
1: we just pause for a second? Yeah. So, is the actual reason we need to weaponize space because of aliens?
2: No. No. No, he made up alien invasion.
1: Right. So, what what do we need to weaponize space to protect against?
2: The Russians. I think it was more a thing of you control space, you control the world. Yeah, which right. is true. Yeah. But to make us all accepting of it, they have to like build us up to with some lies about what what they're doing it for. But they
1: do build it up, starting with the Russians. Yeah,
2: <laughs> the
3: Russians. yeah. once we're all afraid of the Russians, and then they control the world while they're while we're afraid of Russians. They should have just stopped it there. Yeah. Instead of going through all the bloody third world stuff. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Sorry, something. Do go on.
2: So, the, an out of our world invasion threat was the was the end of the plan, the grand plan that the government had. Obviously, I don't think they. Ended up doing it all because they got to the moon. They were like, that'll do. That's enough space stuff for now. Um, but you might remember a little uh, thing called the Atari 2600. Yep. Yep. Space invaders. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mate, predictive programming right there. Yeah. Everyone's sitting around their lounge room by the glow of the TV. Pew, 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 shooting the aliens that are coming. Little did you know that was preparing you for when the aliens actually do come.
1: Yep. Or it was preparing us for the idea that aliens were coming. So we need to invest in Star Wars and things like that so that we can fight the Russians, really.
2: So this has been a plan since at least 1917 to create false alien threats.
1: So before the Soviet (laughs) Union.
2: Yeah, because the idea being that an alien threat could bring about the world forming into one totalitarian socialist government united yeah. against that outside force.
1: Like Watchmen.
2: Yeah. Okay. And a couple of presidents, a couple of US presidents have sort of referred to that in speeches. I think Nixon said, I'd love to see the world, how the world would become united if we were invaded by aliens.
1: Did he? Yeah. Is this just, was this in a speech or was this just like on a tape? No, no, I saw a video. His, I saw a his,
3: video of him saying was it. Was he saying it as a threat? Like, I'd love to, I'd love to see you Dorks do that. Or he'd say, I'd love that. No,
2: yeah, he's saying I would love you know, it would be imagine seeing how the world would come together if we were invaded by aliens. Okay. It sounds then, like
1: something that should be on the tape where there's like 17 minutes missing where he's just been smashing bongs and listening <laughs> to Elsa's restaurant. And then the tape comes back on and he's like fuck, I'd love to see how they'd be united. Like, I'd love to see how the cop from Alice's Restaurant and Arlo Guthrie would have gotten along if there were bloody aliens of a mix.
2: <laughs> so that was his, um, he said that in a speech. That's, right. That's been videoed. What a cooked thing to say in a speech. Yeah. Hey, but, you
1: Rich Nixon, fucking chill out,
2: dude. But then on, uh, what's the guy's talk show? It's it's the guy with the shows. talk show? What? The guy with the talk show. Dick Cavett. No, 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 Recently. David Letterman. Nah. The other James guy. Corbin, The guy who hates Corbin. fucking Matt Jimmy, Damon. Jimmy Fallon. No. Is it a Jimmy though? Yeah, it's a Jimmy. There's is it a Jimmys. Jimmy? Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Bill Clinton was on Jimmy Kimmel. Right. And said a very similar thing. Like how, how great would it be if the world united if we were like attacked by aliens? Okay. And Kimmel was like, so what you're saying is that there Alien. is aliens. Damn. They're real. And he was like, oh, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that.
1: But oh then he God. also had, that's how you do an accent by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. Can we go
3: back and get you to say what we were saying?
2: He said, uh, then Kimmel was also interviewing uh, one Barack Obama. I've heard of him. And said something like, oh, so, you know, when are you going to spill the beans on Area 51 and stuff? And Obama goes, stuff with the aliens, won't let us.
3: Ah, yep. and he's like, oh,
2: Obama
3: playing in on it there. And he goes, but that's what you would say. Famous quipster Obama though as yeah. well. Yeah. He's a quipster. Yeah,
1: yeah. Speaking of, you know, presidents or presidential matters and aliens. Isn't John Podesta like a massive a massive UFO? nerd? I think he's
3: into UFOs.
1: Yeah, like there. Were, I think there were a bunch of emails where he's like, "I want to declassify."
3: Yeah, all yeah. of the era Fifty One stuff. Yeah, that's right. Cause I was reading something about how with the Pizzagate things, and people are like, "Why didn't we? Why aren't conspiracy people super into getting Hillary in if that was going to be the result?" Yeah. Yeah, that was like
1: part of – like that was his like secret – like that wasn't part of their campaign. No. That was like part of his secret campaign.
3: I think he'd said things like <laughs> if we get in. How, how would that fly Do you think with the public if you said if we get in, like you have a bloody ad, if Donald Trump gets in, he's not going to do this, this yeah. sweet thing we talk about UFOs, we totally will. Yeah. I think you'd, you'd pick up a few votes. You wouldn't lose any.
1: I don't know. I can't remember if he was going around saying it or if he just said it to like Tom DeLonge from Blink-182. Okay, of course. <laughs> well, there's, like, there's like emails with the,
3: with Tom Brown right.
1: from Link 182 in there where they're talking about UFOs. Huh.
3: Anything else on Area 51? Nah, nah,
1: that's about it. What do we reckon?
3: Uh, I think it is a top secret base. Cause it right. is. okay. And I don't think there are any aliens there.
1: Right here.
3: Where are you on the alien thing in general? In what way? Do I believe that aliens exist? Yeah. Eh, probably. I'm not going to yeah. discount that. Of course they exist. Yeah. It's a big body universe. Or we what if this is a simulation, do they exist within the simulation? No, you wouldn't fucking bother putting them in.
1: <laughs> Unless you're doing a full universe simulation. If you're doing just an ancestor simulation of mm. uh, humanity, you wouldn't fucking bother. Or at least not until like a bit down the track. Yeah. When like we,
3: we- Now that we've done the Russians, the Third Worlds, the terrorisms. Yeah, the Russians again. Yeah, <laughs> now we'll do aliens. Because
2: assumedly, if we were in an ancestor simulation, whatever's around us, just out of our field of vision, doesn't. Ex- that's where it stops, right? Yeah, yeah. So you wouldn't. So it's, it's not a-
1: until we take to the stars that you have to start. Oh, fucking! Where's the Klingon program? Yeah. Someone where, where, load where's up the that bloody with the skin for fucking Vulcans.
2: Someone just load up No Man's Sky into the bloody Earth simulation. Will you? we need some procedural planets going on. Mm-hmm. Haven't played it, but here it's alright.
3: Uh, it was okay. This isn't bloody. We're not really sitting around talking about video games. It was a bit grindy. Yeah. Oh, look, a podcast where three white men talk about video games. fucking original. (laughs) 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 Righto. I would would have liked to have played. So that's
1: Area 51. Do do we have any, besides the Savage Club, which we've covered, is there any business we need to attend to?
3: I found out that Monash University was part of a secret. um, Pizzagate conspiracy. Yeah, I was getting there. Yeah, well, you are saying You fucking that hurried was, it
2: along, didn't you? Yeah.
1: you were saying, oh, I'm not the one who's like, oh, I'm going to go to dinner. <laughs> what are you having for dinner, by the way? Uh, don't know. Something Italian,
3: maybe? No. Well, maybe. Yeah? It, I don't know. Not pasta, though. No, not mm, pizza. Interesting. Uh, so, now I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Monash University is part of Pizzagate because it has. Why? Because someone that went there was then caught uh, trying to solicit Kids for sex. Yeah. Wait. He, someone who went to Monash University was yes. convicted of a crime. Yes. How? How strange. And he looked kind of like a guy that um, James Elephantis, the owner of the pizza restaurant, yeah, uh, look was photographed with once. Yeah. Who also played rugby. They both were rugby men. James um,
1: Elephantis and the, the Monash other, guy, the, the other, the the other guy. guy in the photo
3: with James Elephantis,
1: yeah, yeah. and this person who went to Monash, who are actually separate people, yes. but do best
3: something of a resemblance to each yes. other. They're both like sort of stocky dudes with beards, yes. And so then someone else said, "Well, now we know, we know that for a fact that Oxford University and other elite universities are grooming grounds for paedophile networks." Yeah, there's no evidence as part of that, but I mean, she, I know it, I guess. Yeah, I
1: think the evidence is probably people who've been to them have been pinged. Yeah.
3: And also it's like, yeah,
1: I'm sure like you look at Penn State, I'm sure there's stuff like that happening all at all sorts of institutions. Yes. I liked on the Reddit uh, conspiracy thread about this Monash Pizzagate thing. Mm. Uh, so there's all the cook stuff like, oh, look, these guys look the same. And then there's a guy like, look at the Monash University logo. Yeah. Could it be any more obvious? And the Monash University logo, I think it's like it's like a a ruler, like a like
2: a Masonic set square. Yeah, it's a set square,
1: like on top of some other things. Yeah, and they're like, could it be any more obvious? And then some guy replies, "It's like I don't get it." <laughs> like you've like, wandered,
3: you wandered into the wrong place, buddy.
1: Like what do you mean? And then some other guy's like, "Oh, someone's uh, was, like they must have looked up like the Monash Health." Logo, yeah, which is like a medical, like the the snakes around the thing, yeah. And they're like, See, it's like, it's like, no, it's a set square, (laughs) it's so obvious. Uh, I don't have anything to add. I have been posting uh, flat earth memes on our Twitter feed, yes, and we have it on my own Twitter feed. We have a lot more flat earth followers now, (laughs) (laughs) excellent. I started posting them on my own Twitter feed and I was like, oh, fuck, my mum's going to be like, oh, he's gone mental. <laughs> so I just started putting them on the Hypothetical Institute one and I wasn't hashtagging them. And as soon as I started putting the, the Flat Earth hashtag on it, we're getting so many retweets and
3: follows from Flat Earthers. So social media people that, that are all about bloody impressions and getting shareability. Yeah. A little sneaky little hashtag Flat Earth. Yeah, yeah. through the roof. It goes a long way. Yeah.
2: And now they're retweeting us, obviously not realising that we're making fun of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: I'm
1: just like, here are the most cooked Flat Earth memes I found today. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to see that, twitter.com slash hypothepod.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, one thing before we go, someone left a comment on Facebook hmm. saying, do we have a non-iTunes preferred platform that we would like people to try and leave us reviews on? And-
3: Facebook? Facebook, can Can you you leave leave a review Yeah, you can give us a little five-star and a thing on Facebook. I was going to say about this.
1: Uh, If, like Benjamin, you've already left a review on iTunes or whatever, whatever your excuse is for wanting a non-iTunes way to leave reviews, the best thing you can do is just tell your friends. Yes. Tell your mates, post it on your own Facebook. Um, If, you know, we put the the thing up on the Facebook page, which is at Hypothetical Institute on Facebook, Mm -hmm. you can tag your mates in the comments, Mm -hmm. say, check this out. Yep. All of that sort of thing is just great. It's just about getting the word out.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Hashtag Flat Earth. Robo, where can we find you on
3: the web? At Isle of a Time. You'll learn all about beer stuff and isleofatime.com. What if we stuff. don't want to know about all that boring stuff?
2: Well, then at Saltmarsh on Twitter, Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration, if you don't want to know about all that boring shit.
3: And if you don't care about bloody middle drawings, who do they find?
1: At Sextonheimer on Twitter or Gather Around Me on uh, Facebook and iTunes for Thanks. my other podcast. Thanks guys. Thank you, Luke.
0: Bye. Don't worry about a thing. Whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I said don't worry about a thing I accept You can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried tall at the end of strawberry fields forever Ooh, Don't worry about Not only did Bush do 9-11 but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51 Which, let's not forget where all the aliens are Don't worry About a thing Except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see them Why do you